Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Hello, and welcome to our conversation this day. I am Kelly. I'm Corey. And we're so glad you're here, however you're joining us this day. This day, we're continuing on in Luke's Gospel. Yes. Uh, I feel like we've been in Luke's gospel for a while because you got Christmas Eve and then we just roll right on through. We're eking up here on Valentine's Day and we're still enjoying the gospel according to Luke. This week we're in chapter six, Mm -hmm. um, which is Matthew's take on the Beatitudes. Yeah. And it's almost like we've gone from three, four, five, six. We're just walking through this for for now, which is really kind of a great way to read the scriptures, especially... Luke. Luke has this moment where he starts off the whole gospel by saying, you know, I'm going to give you a full account, of, or an orderly account, I think, of the life of Jesus. And so he's doing his best to kind of say, this is what he did. This is what he said. Yeah. So today, y'all, last week, Kelly, we read from Luke chapter 5, and yeah. I thought, y'all may remember this, I thought Luke chapter 5, where Jesus calls his disciples. That's one of my favorite passages where he's on the boat and fish are everywhere. And they, you know, this is a hard passage. This is tough. Yeah. We talked about this recently. And I even talked about this with Charles recently. Uh, The more I read these passages, I've been here for four years now, which means I've done a full lectionary cycle. And the more times I read these stories, the less I understand them. (laughs) You would think it would be work that the other way. You would think it would be the opposite. Yeah. There's something about these familiar stories that yeah. we know and we love that the more you read them, the harder they get to talk about. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? Do you have this no, experience? No, I think it's just, uh, well, I, th- I mean, because I've been doing this a little longer. <laughs> just four, five, six years. Yeah. You know, and there's this sense of the deeper you get into what Jesus, who Jesus is and what Jesus is calling us to do. There's sometimes moments in your life where you read the words of Jesus and you go, this this is challenging for me. And today's text is 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 just like that. Do, yep. do you want me to read or you sure, want to read? Sure, that would be great. Should we, should we pray? Oh, that's good. You go for it. Okay, I'll pray. <laughs> God, we thank you for this day and this time together. Um, it is a joy and a privilege to talk about Jesus and to talk about scripture and to go into this open-minded and open-hearted, ready to be faithful. So we ask that you would be with us in our conversation, in our thoughts, in our words, um, in our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as I read this from Luke chapter 6, I'm going to start at verse 17. And these words may sound very familiar to folks because they sound a lot like the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. This is called the Sermon on the Plain. And it's not like the Delta Jet 747 plane. (laughs) It's Jesus is coming down to people on a level plane place. As in the loveliest village on the... Oh! There you go. Yeah. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. 
And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like you were saying, you kind of unravel this and get down to the moments of, yeah. of you know, reality. Mm-hmm. The, uh, these are so- some really harsh words. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matthew tells the story a little bit differently. Matthew says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Yeah. Uh, blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I've also been there before. Mm-hmm. Luke tells it, blessed are you who are poor, full stop. Mm-hmm. Blessed are you who are hungry, full stop. I can say I have been blessed and privileged enough in my life that I have never been either of those things, Right. which is a, a real challenge as mm-hmm. we read Jesus's words today, because we are reminded that God's kingdom comes for the poor and the outcast and the downtrodden. And for most of us, we, we are lucky enough to not have ever experienced that. Yeah. And to take this word and mm-hmm. not try to spiritualize it. Mm-hmm. But it's it, this is Jesus who is coming and saying, this is not about waiting and living in the sweet by and by. This is here and now. This yeah. is what what's happening on the ground. Blessed are you who are poor. Like you said, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and hungry. Uh, and then he goes on, you know, those who are, who are, who are who weep? You know, it's 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 all the kind of low spaces in life, and I think what you're saying is so true. Um, we live in the top percent. If you look at the whole world, we're in the top whatever one percent maybe of the of the folks, and we're kind of in this uh, you know middle class place mm-hmm. where even then you go. We are blessed and blessed in the financial sense or the economic sense by just being born where we've been born. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do with that? I know. What do you do when Jesus brings these really um, wonderful blessings, but also really uh, terrible realities for those of us who it seems like Jesus has some harsh words for today? Mm-hmm. And not only blessed are the poor, but Jesus turns it around and says, woe to you who are rich now because your reward is here. Yeah. Uh, AKA your reward might not be in heaven. And um, yeah. blessed are those of you who are happy now because you might not be happy in, in some time here. And that's just really difficult. But one of the things that I like to think about um, is the way that Jesus calls us to this great reversal of everything that mm-hmm. we know. 
um, in his time and in ours, Jesus calls us to this great societal upside down that those who are outcasts, those who don't belong, those who do not matter, matter in God's eyes. So I guess I wonder, even as all this time has passed and all of our cultural and societal norms have changed, what does that look like now? Mm-hmm. What does it look like now to have our world be turned upside down for Jesus to bless what we think is unthinkable and mm-hmm. to, I guess, for lack of a better word, condemn what we think is so normal? It's a holy reversal and it's shocking. I got a lot of questions, not I, a lot of answers. I today. agree. I know. Well, we, that's what we said going into this moment of conversation was this is going to be a hard moment because what we're doing is just reading the words of Jesus as very middle-class Christians living in the United States of America, blessed economically, blessed where we live, uh, privileges in so many ways that we don't even think about sometimes. It just, um, I, I was reading, um, I, I did a little moment of looking into the just the poverty of people living right where we live. You know, and I know we have a food pantry and we have people that come to our church often. Like the other day we were, um, you know, we were in worship and somebody filled out one of the connect cards for worship. Do you remember this? And on our connect cards for Sunday morning, many of you have seen these, you pull it off on the bulletin and you put your address, you put a prayer need or whatever. And the person put for the address, homeless. Mm -hmm. They're living in wherever their car is. Yep. If that's the parking lot of Walmart or Winn-Dixie or wherever they find themselves, that is home for them. Um, and we, we know we've gotten to know that family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to hear, blessed are you. And what's your translation say in that? That's interesting. So it's interesting because you know that I love the Common English Bible. but And maybe it's just the familiarity of the words of the NRSV this week. My Bible says, happy are you who are poor because God's kingdom is yours. Mm. Happy are you who hunger now because you will be satisfied. Happy are you who weep now because you will laugh. Happy are, people when, happy are you when people hate you, reject you, insult you, and condemn your name as evil because of the human one. Rejoice when that happens. Leap for joy. How mm. terrible for you to have plenty now because you will be hungry. So the language is a little different. It's, but it, for me, even just that translation, it feels different. Blessed are you versus happy are you. Because mm-hmm. um, I think happy is just so fleeting. Happy is circumstantial. I feel yeah. happy after I go to Target. <laughs> I don't know. I feel blessed after I go to Target. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, blessed seems to carry you to a deeper relationship, to right. a connection to God. Happy feels like, you know, it's a, it's a good cup of Starbucks or yeah. something. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the, the idea though, that there is a holy reversal happening, that happy are you, blessed are you, knowing that this is not all, all you see right now in the here and now is, is there's even, there's more to come and it's going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that Jesus is saying to a very impoverished community mm-hmm. where he's talking and the community he's speaking with. I'm wondering, I, so I'm getting back to my statistics. Alabama, seventh poorest state in the nation. 16% in our state live below the poverty line. And that's kind of true for Lee County as well, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. One in five children live uh, below the poverty line. And that's defined as, I just looked this up. uh, So for a family of four living on $26,000 and below is kind of the poverty line for our state. And I was thinking, that's rough. Um, 
you know, and, uh, you know, 24 people living on, on that much. Mm-hmm. And then um, just thinking about the unemployment, um, people who are unemployed and don't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to kind of talk about that when we get into Lent, but there are people where we live, where we go to shop, where we work, yeah. who are struggling with these kind of realities. Yeah. I think that is one of those hidden things in our community because we are blessed to live in the community that we do. Uh, this is an affluent community. Um, when you said the poverty line for a family of four is $26,000, I'm doing the mental math of how much my rent is. I would be homeless. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the case for a lot of people who live here, that there are more people that we can even imagine who are living on that razor thin edge between homelessness and not. Right. And I, I think one of the things in our community, I'm getting around to the point, I think. Um, one of the things in our community is that a lot of us sometimes feel the temptation to be drawn towards, my mom uses this phrase, I don't know if it's a thing, keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah. So you never know who might be driving a Range Rover, but who is in default on their mortgage. Right. Um, we feel this draw towards materialism. And I think that Jesus knows that. And mm-hmm. I think that's why more than anything else in Luke's gospel, Jesus talks about the dangers of wealth and of money. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us, um, like I said, maybe more even than we know, that is a present and very real reality and also danger. Yeah. And that is of wealth and materialism. Yeah. We, we, you know, we just came off of a great youth retreat last yeah. week with our kids, hundreds or so of those. And part of that conversation, um, the speaker, Charlie, uh, did a wonderful job. She was sharing with us about what our children see on social media, mm-hmm. like Instagram and Facebook, yep. and how we... We are measured by what we think is the blessed life. Mm-hmm. The blessed life of looking good and you don't ever know who's doctored up their photos yeah. or who's looks happy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Jesus is saying, that's that's temporary. That's yep. shallow. And um, to, to see with the lens in our eyes of Jesus mm-hmm. is I think a bit about what we're asked to do here. It's, it's like... Jesus is inviting his community, his followers, because he speaks to his disciples when he gives these blessings and woes. By the way, I always hear this like John Wayne saying, whoa. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, whoa, whoa to you if you're thinking that's the right way to go. So sorry to go down there. (laughs) Because I know we need to wrap up. Uh, But the idea of... um, you know, seriously, looking at what is what what is what is life that's the that's really real. Yeah. And um, where's the where's the life that matters and the life that's really a, you know, like a sugary sweet Krispy Kreme donut. It might taste good for a moment, but it doesn't last. There's not a lot of calories in that. Right. I think that's it. Unsurprisingly, Jesus knows exactly where the fullest life is, and it seems at least. Through Jesus's eyes, the fullest life might feel culturally to us what would be empty, but is ultimately what leads to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that is very upside down. Yeah. Why don't we pray? Let's, I need it. Let's <laughs> Let pray. Let us pray. God, thank you for letting us have just a moment of, of conversation here that we know reaches out through others into others' hearts and 
we thank you that in the midst of life, you invite us to a, uh, to a way of living where we see things through your eyes and we see what is really real and a life that really matters and a life of generosity, a life of, of building our trust um, in you and in your future and in your eternal grace that is always with us. Guide and bless us this day and through this week. Give us your grace and strength. We pray in your name. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.